0: Welcome to the Field Goals Podcast. I'm Brandon Schultz and the Seahawks are on a bye this week, but even with the bye each week, I'm going on to 600 KGEZ, talking to Anthony Knockreiner, the knock on sports, as this week we get into the 27-24 overtime win over the San Francisco 49ers. The Seahawks now get a little bit closer to a share of the division lead. We talk about some of the biggest moments from the Monday night win, and we take a look across the NFC West as well as across the NFC at some of the other divisions, and we get into our Week 11 picks. So stay tuned, check it out, subscribe to the show, sbnation.com slash Podcasts, and you're going to want to be subscribed to the show. We'll have a mid-season 3-in-3 out with Clinton Bonner coming up, and plenty of more content as the Seahawks will be taking on the Philadelphia Eagles a week from Sunday. So let's get to it. My chat with Anthony Knockrider, the Knockout Sports.
1: Welcome back to the Knockout Sports. And joining me in studio is Brandon Schultz from the Field Goals and Seahawkers podcast. As we talk about that big Monday night win and the Seahawks, they get ready for their bye week. Brandon Schultz, man, what a game that was Monday night, man.
0: That was one of the better games of the year, wasn't it? It's, I feel like I'm, I'm still not quite over it.
1: I was about to say two great games, back to back weeks. The Bucks game that we saw, the Monday night, that way, the way things roll out there. I mean, I gotta know, what was the roller coaster like for you as a Seahawks fan?
0: I'm I'm ready to be done with the overtime games. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, I think I've had enough. Two two in a row. It's I'm good. I'm just ready for some regular uh if we can just finish the game in regulation, as long as the Seahawks come out on top, I'll be fine.
1: I will say this. It's kind of funny because I'll give defenses both credit because see, Seattle played really well defensively, much better than they had the previous week. And, and I'll say this, I think that game was really in jeopardy for the Seahawks until JV Clowney gets the uh, fumble, picks it up and goes in the end zone. That changes the game completely. And then you look at it, go from the other side when a Fede, I don't know why he was running with the ball. <laughs> Uh, when he fumbles and they return it for a touchdown, that changed the complexion of the game.
0: Yeah, there were there were two plays that really changed it for both sides. And and the one where Fetty ends up with the football you know, that on that same play. And I, I really hate to go to missed calls by referees, especially so early in talking about this, especially with the Seahawks winning. But Russell Wilson had his face mask ripped on that play. And the ball comes out and just hap- it, at first I thought a like went in there to try and strip, strip the ball out and and to try and make a play happen. But no, the, he is just ends up behind Russell and the ball just ends up in his arms. And so he decides to run with it rather than going down with it. And and yeah, the fact that he gets it punched out and the, the 49ers able to make a game changing play, it's kind of. It, it goes back to the Seahawks game against Pittsburgh, where it felt like at that point in the game, up 11 points, it felt like they were in control of the game. And yeah, even if they go uh, if, if they go to third down, end up having to punt, and the 49ers were not having a whole lot of success driving down the field, the fact that they're able to, to get a defensive score and then get the two-point conversion and put it within three points, that was a huge momentum shift, and it, and it really did allow the 49ers to get back in it at that point.
1: I was going to say, it was just, it was kind of weird how that game played out. But at the same time, I mean, uh, San Francisco's defense, how do you feel the Seahawks offense handled it?
0: I think, uh, well, when you look at the stats and the fact that between D. Ford and Joey Bosa, they had one quarterback pressure. I feel pretty happy with how the Seahawks' <laughs> offensive line dealt with the 49ers' defense. Uh, they, the def, the 49ers' defense, they were they, both... The officials, I, I do like the fact that they allowed them to play to a certain extent. I don't think we saw a lot of holding calls on the offensive line on either side, despite the fact that Clowney was just, make, just wrecking that San Francisco 49ers' offensive line. Uh, it was... Uh, in terms of how they attacked the 49ers' defense, I... I guess uh I'm it was a good thing that the the Seahawks defense got the turnovers in the situations that they did because that 49ers defense they were showing that the they weren't allowing the Seahawks offense really to drive the field either. Let me ask you
1: this with the defense was it based off the clowny pressures is that where you felt like okay that's where we saw a lot of the success for the Seahawks' defense because they made Garoppolo so uncomfortable? Because in, in weeks past, especially if we go back to that Bucks game, they weren't really getting a lot of pressure on Winston, and he was able to kind of torch him and move past him. I know Garoppolo didn't have Kittle, and Sanders did get out of that game early, uh, but do you think it was Clowney's pressure and what they were doing up front or was it just a better better scheme this time from Ken Norton Jr.?
0: I, I think it was two things. I think it was the pressure that was brought by Clowney, and I think it was also the ability of the Seahawks defensive line to stop the 49ers' run, because what we've seen from the 49ers to this point in this year, they, well, they had the number one rushing offense in the league, and so they were they were pressuring the 49ers to to th- and Garoppolo to throw the football. And they were stopping Breida on those runs. I think he had like ten carries for eighteen yards. Nobody's done that to Breida yet this year. So, and he's a solid running back. Even Tevin Coleman, I think we saw one real breakout run from him. And everything else, they were bottling up. So, the fact that they were ability that they had the ability to stop the run, and then also bring pressure with Clowney, that's what allowed this to be the the best defensive performance that we've seen by the Seahawks this year.
1: I think the interesting point is going to be, I think for you guys defensively, if you can continue to get that from Clowney, I think this defense, all of a sudden, we go from being at the worst to the bottom of the barrel. You guys start playing towards the middle of the pack, which a defense in order to win a Super Bowl, we have not seen, I don't think, that we, I don't think we've seen a defense ranked towards the bottom in many statistical categories. But if you're in the middle... This gives the Seattle Seahawks a chance even more so now as a real contender. I'm not, and I know they were real contenders before, but even more so now.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah. the The idea that when you get to the playoffs and you're just going to trade scores with other teams. It generally doesn't work. You, you need to be able to play some defense, and we saw it from the defensive line, but we also saw it from the secondary. We saw Quandre Diggs have a big impact in this game, too, had the can interception return. Can he, <laughs> he hit? He can hit, yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, my Lord. I saw some of those. I'm like, ooh, that hurt me. Man, he laid some lumber on uh, Monday Night Football. And at the same time, too, we got to talk about um, Shaquille Griffin. Yes. Huge pass breakup.
0: He had the huge pass breakup in, I think that was the overtime drive, right? Yeah, yeah. it was the it was the final drive because the 49ers, they decided they weren't going to play for the tie. They were going to go for the win. They go for it down the right side. If Shaquille Griffin doesn't break up that pass, and we're talking about that being a potential touchdown, because if he falls down, if he doesn't get his hands on the ball, then uh, <laughs> he's going all the way with it. So, And that was the end of a huge day by Griffin. He allowed one catch on the entire day. Uh, when Garoppolo was going his way.
1: Yeah, I was going to say that was a huge play by him because, like I said, that was just so paramount to get both hands on it, break it up, because, yeah, I mean, like I think that they might score and they might win the game like I that. think so, yeah. Yeah, it was going to be interesting. Uh, flipping it over to the other side, I don't care who it is that lines up at wide receiver, Russell Wilson finds somebody that makes him a hero. Malik Turner, I didn't know about Malik Turner. <laughs> I
0: didn't know who he was. Yeah.
1: Until that third down play that that sets him up,
0: uh huh, yeah. Well, Malik Turner's been on my radar just because he wears the number seventeen. And as a as a, a kid growing up and watching Dave Craig wear the number seventeen as quarterback for the Seahawks, it just it irks me anytime I see a, a, anybody else wearing that number. I know he's not you know, like going to be in the Hall of Fame or anything. He's not going to have his jersey retired, but seventeen just seems like Dave Craig's number. But uh, you know, Malik Turner, he gets the he, yeah, makes the big third down play coming after a play where Russell Wilson was called in the grasp. Yeah, I know. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I know.
1: I saw that, and I'm just like, oh, this is one of those times the referee blew his whistle too soon. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> bad call, bad yeah, call.
0: Yeah, a terrible call. And and so th- then they have to go for it on third and 16. And I'm thinking, oh, here we go. You go back to overtime last year between the Seahawks and 49ers. It came down to a third down play and, and one where they picked up. It was flagged by the refs and it got called back. And and then the, the Seahawks ended up having to punt and the 49ers were able to win the game after that. But you give Russell Wilson three chances in overtime and uh, he finally gets it done in the end. And it was thanks to a big scramble that uh, puts them in position to make the kick.
1: Russell Wilson, again, tremendous game. He's a magician, kind of feels like Brett Farvish in some respects. Obviously, he's not the gunslinger that Favre was, but just those late game moments. Escapes mm-hmm. pressure, finds a way to get out of trouble, scrambles if he needs to. But at the same time, how much credit do you give Russell Wilson? Because he did have that errant interception in overtime, which could have hurt the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, What do you think about Russell Wilson performance? Well,
0: and I have to give credit to Greenlaw for the 49ers on that interception because – I mean, did you see the hops that he had to go yeah. up and get that ball? And Russell Wilson was trying to fit it in the tight window. He was trying to get it over the head of Greenlaw. And uh, um, and then you had the tight end who was just short of Richard Sherman on the back end. So he had a really small window to try and fit that in. You floated a little too high, and and Sherman's coming in for the pick. So uh, I think it was just the, the linebacker making a really good play. Russell Wilson, we don't see him turn it over in those types of moments. And the fact that that Greenlaw nearly ran it back for a touchdown, too, that that could have ended the game.
1: Yeah, that could have been really bad. That could have been really bad. Right now, we're with Brandon Schultz from the Seahawkers and Field Goals Podcast. The Seahawks are on the bye, so we know that they're going to get the win there. Uh, We'll talk to Brandon about the rest of the NFC West, the fallout from the San Francisco 49ers, because they still have that matchup once again in Seattle in Week 17. We'll also make our NFL picks next year on the Knock on Sports. Brandon Schultz from the Seahawkers and Field Goals podcast is joining me as we talk about the NFL here as we get ready for Week 11 of the season. Brandon, I'd be remiss without mentioning what happened last night in the brawl of Thursday Night Football. Yeah, uh, Garrett suspended for the for indefinitely for the season. There are a lot of other suspensions. Um, what did you What did you think about it?
0: That was a wild moment, and I'm I'm a little bit curious as to why Rudolph came out of it with no suspension, since he was. I thought he did. I I didn't see. Maybe he did get a, a suspension, but it's
1: it's it's weird because I thought there are some people that reports that are saying that Rudolph got banned, which I don't know why he'd get banned.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so Unless yeah, there's it's, more information that hasn't come out.
1: Uh, maybe, but yeah, I agree with but you. But Pouncy
0: got suspended. Yep. And, uh, yeah, that was just,
1: but, but do you think Pouncey should have been suspended because his reaction, because the Castro's trying, trying to keep the peace yeah. by keeping Garrett away from him. Rudolph is upset, which, you know, he just got the helmet ripped off his head. Don't really blame him. But then of course, you know, Garrett does what he does. Pouncey just defending his teammate.
0: Yeah. I, I, you know, it's, I think he probably played a role in it. I don't, I don't think you get suspended for Cause it was at least two games, right? For Pouncey. Yeah. yeah. I don't it's uh I Garrett the only one I knew that was definitely going to be suspended coming out of that was Garrett when when he swung the helmet at uh, at Rudolph you had to know that he was going to get oh yeah something
1: oh yeah well you you kind of figured he was probably going to get you know he's he's out for the season now yeah because I mean this the thing about it is is the Browns won last night and which <laughs> right. threw them back into the playoff race I mean a low wild card chance yeah. but it threw them back in it and so and now... For
0: Garrett to just lose it like that. And it was
1: useless. They were done. They, they already won. Yeah. Why? Because, yeah. like, the, you know, anybody that tells me that real right. try to start it well, go back and watch the tape. Garrett didn't have to drag him to the ground. Garrett drug, drug him to the ground for no reason.
0: Yeah, there was there was something going on there. I, yeah. You know, if they were talking back and forth through the whole know. game, for it to come down at the very end like that, it makes me think that there must have been more to it than just that one particular play. Yeah.
1: And it is very interesting. We'll see how it goes and affecting people going forward. But obviously that being a dominating storyline out of the NFL today, as Miles Jarrett is done for at least this season. Uh, going to the NFL standings right now, the Dallas Cowboys, Eagles, they're tied up at 5-4 and four in the East. Green Bay is leading with one game ahead of the Minnesota Vikings, being 8-2. and two. The New Orleans Saints, they got a two-game lead on the Carolina Panthers, who were 7-2. and two. San Francisco has a half-game lead on Seattle, as uh, San Francisco's 8-1, and one, the Seahawks 8-2, and two, and the Rams are 5-4. and four. Uh, Brandon Schultz, let me get your thoughts on the NFC right now, uh, especially looking at the NFC West. The Rams are falling farther and farther behind.
0: Well, that was the best outcome for the Seahawks getting the win this weekend because not only does that get them that much closer to San Francisco, it, it actually, if they would have lost the game to the 49ers, then we're talking about the 49ers essentially having the West locked up because the idea that they're going to lose three more games or be that much worse than the than the Seahawks down the stretch so that would have been a tough ask. So, also having the Rams lose and also having the Cardinals lose, they they, they gained ground on everybody, which I I always like to see that when uh, when I'm trying to you know when my team's going for a division lead.
1: Yeah, I was about to say here. I, I think it's going to be really interesting. Do you think it comes down to because as we talked about last week with some of the playoff implications? Yeah. How big do you think that week 17 matchup is going to be? And does Seattle have to kind of now keep pace? Like you have to win out every single week.
0: It's well, you at least have to keep pace with what the 49ers do. And you know, they don't have, they've showed that uh, with the Cardinals coming up this weekend, they they had a tough time with the Cardinals a couple of weeks ago. You know, can they, can they get by them? The 49ers have a really tough stretch down the road. They got to play green Bay. They got to play new Orleans. They, I think they have to play the Ravens. So, uh, this is it's going to be tougher down the stretch. Seahawks have some some tough games, too. So it's just the, the idea of can they keep the pace? Can they stay one game behind the 49ers for the rest of the schedule? Because as long as they can stay one game back, then that if, if it comes down to that week 17 game then all they have to do is win, and they have the, that tie-breaking lead over the 49ers.
1: Did you notice that uh, your guys' game against the uh, Eagles got flexed? I did. Out of Sunday Night Football? Yeah,
0: yeah, for the Packers and the 49ers.
1: Yeah, that was interesting.
0: Yeah, thanks for bringing up that sore <laughs> subject. <laughs> I
1: was wondering how you felt about well, that. Well,
0: you know, the the 10 a.m. Pacific start thing doesn't bother me. I think they're 3-0 at 10 a.m. this season. It is kind of weird, though, that they flexed it all the way back to the early game because— that that San Francisco Green Bay game was an afternoon game. So it seems I don't know why they wouldn't just swap them.
1: I think I think they moved another early game. I think maybe it was a Cowboys game. Oh. That they might have flexed into the afternoon. But I kind of agree with you. Why would you move that one? Yeah. Especially considering the fact that you look at it, the Philadelphia Eagles, they are tied with the Cowboys. Yeah. So I don't know. I, like I said it was very interesting. When when they flex, when they choose to flex, yeah. it is very interesting to me why and how they do it? I don't I th- actually. I think the reason why is because they had to move a they moved a CBS game over to Fox, so that way because I think like, obviously that game would have been a Fox oh. game. So I think they moved a CBS game, and then you had to compensate. So I, I don't no, know. That's it's a, crazy. So
0: I see when my understanding of flexing, I just thought it was a one to one type thing. You it sounds think. like they did like a whole shell game.
1: Yeah, I was about to say it sounds like they did. <laughs> um, talking more about the NFC playoff picture here, uh, Brandon. Uh, New Orleans, even though they did lose to the Atlanta Falcons this past weekend, uh, they sit seven and two. You also got Green Bay sitting at the top of where they are. Uh, where do you think about the Seahawks in terms of seeding? Could you see potentially a first-round buy when you've got nearly every team uh, at the top of the division except for the East up for grabs at number one?
0: The one that could be problematic is New Orleans because if it comes down to – I think that winning the NFC West, though, that could – that. Should at least allow the team a, a buy, you know, mm-hmm. and with the number two seed, a uh, number one seed, especially with New Orleans playing so well. I, I guess they lost to the Falcons last week, so I guess we'll see if they continue to play well. But uh, and then the Packers, that could they could be a tough team coming down toward uh, to to the end. I'm not really worried about an NFC East. Team getting a bye, uh, it seems like it's going to either be the Eagles or uh, Cowboys.
1: Would it be better for the Seahawks to be on the road or be at home? Because you guys
0: have been pretty good at home, pretty good on the road. 5 0 on the road. Yeah, the Road Warriors. Uh, <laughs> thinking, hey, if they're, if they're 8 0 on the road, then yes, I will I will accept the fact <laughs> that uh, I don't think they're going to go 8 0 on the road, though. That would be pretty wild. Um, it's uh, I would rather them be at home.
1: Fair enough. <laughs> Especially
0: fair with enough.
1: a bye. Agreed. Agreed. It is time to make our NFL picks, and Brandon, you went eight and five last week, and I was a poultry four and nine. I was terrible wow, last
0: week. That is terrible.
1: I've had two terrible weeks this I'm, season. I'm
0: not even going to let you down easy. That that's horrible. Oh, oh, I appreciate that's it. That's really bad. I know that might be your worst week yet.
1: Uh, <laughs> either tied or it could be worse. I don't know. I know I've had two bad weeks here, and that definitely takes the cake here but uh, i'm hoping for redemption i'm gonna get you this weekend we're gonna go like 12 and 2 we got the i
0: started off poorly i i actually picked the Steelers in my in my league so um, I, I will admit i'm already 0 and one
1: well did you did you pick how many rounds it goes maybe you can split it like halfway you know because that was a brawl you could have got maybe a couple rounds that's in. true um <laughs> let's start with falcons and panthers
0: I have the Panthers in this one. Despite the fact that the Falcons got that win over the Saints, I, I'm still not uh, I'm not going to buy in on the Falcons.
1: Yeah, I'm not buying the Falcons just yet. Again, that's a big rivalry game between New Orleans and Atlanta. They don't really like each other. Uh, I think uh, Carolina gets past Atlanta, and uh, I think Christian McCaffrey has another big game. Uh, Cowboys at Lions. Stafford out of this one, Stafford too.
0: Stafford is out, which is why I picked the Cowboys. I kinda I, I like the upset of the Lions, but not with Stafford out.
1: Yeah, I was about to say if Stafford was in, I'd take the upset. But yeah, I'm gonna take the Cowboys with you. Jags at Colts.
0: Yeah, speaking of quarterbacks, Nick Foles coming back.
1: Yeah, Nick Foles gonna come back. Curiosity if he if he struggles,
0: yeah. Does Minshew with, come in? Did they go with Minshew? No, I think I think they're gonna give Foles a solid run and I think uh I don't think he's gonna struggle. I think he's gonna beat this Colts team.
1: I'm, so you're taking the Jags, huh? I'm
0: going to take the Jags.
1: I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to take the Jags as well. I think they get the win over the Indianapolis mm, Colts. You're making
0: me nervous on that one.
1: Bills at with, Dolphins. Yeah, well, I'm agreeing with you because it's a good road team. I think it's a good road team. I don't yeah. trust the Colts. The Colts lost to the Dolphins.
0: <laughs> that's true. Uh,
1: speaking of the Dolphins, Bills at Dolphins.
0: I'm going to take the Bills. I I a three-game winning streak for the Dolphins, who have the longest winning streak in the AFC East. Uh, I think that's going to come to an end.
1: Yeah, I'm going to take the Bills here as well. We've gone with three straight road teams.
0: Yeah, I, I don't feel good about it, but uh, that's that's the way it worked out.
1: Texans at Ravens. This is going to be a good one.
0: Yes, uh, I I'm going to end my my road streak here. I'm going to take the Ravens at home.
1: I'm going to keep my road streak alive because I need to pick up some ground on you. Yeah. I'm going to take the Texans to get the win over this, the Ravens this, is this a weekend.
0: Good one. It's a kind of a coin flip game. Really is.
1: Yeah. Uh, Broncos at Vikings.
0: I am taking the Vikings. I think they're a ten point favorite in this game.
1: I'm going to take the Vikings as well. And uh, once again, the battle of the seller uh, here, Jets <laughs> at the Redskins.
0: I like the Jets in this game. I, I, think, I think maybe Washington has now solidified itself as the NFL's worst team. Uh,
1: between them and the Cincinnati Bengals.
0: Oh, that's true.
1: Um, I agree with you. I'm going to take the uh, Jets on this one. Saints at Buccaneers.
0: Saints. I'm going with the Saints because I know you'll take the Bucs.
1: Yep, I'm going to take the Bucs at home. They played well last week, even though it was against the Arizona Cardinals and Kyler Murray made them look really, really good. We made Christian Kirk really happy as well. But uh, I think even with the Saints coming off a loss to Atlanta, being in Tampa, uh, Tampa's got a lot of home games now for spending so much time on the road. I like our chances here. Uh, uh, speaking of the Cardinals, I'm going to take uh, Arizona at San Francisco. I got the uh, 49ers here.
0: Okay, yeah. I, I almost thought you said you were going to take the Cardinals, but, uh, yes, I'm going San Francisco
1: here. Yeah, it sounded like that, but what I meant to say is the Cardinals <laughs> are up next. Uh, Not, I'm going to take the Cardinals. Uh, Bengals at Raiders. Easy
0: Raiders. Raiders, yeah.
1: Uh, Patriots and Eagles.
0: See, that's how much disrespect I give the Bengals. I don't even think of them as the, the NFL's worst team because they're they're just not even on my radar as a that's team. I was going to say,
1: who who really is on Cincinnati's radar? No, nobody. The only time I think, the funny part about this is in a couple weeks when we have Thanksgiving, people are going to be thinking about the 70s show, WKRGZ or whatever, WKAR Cincinnati. Uh-huh. That, that WKRP. G- WKRP, my bad. <laughs> WKRP Cincinnati and that Thanksgiving episode. Yes. That's what they're going to be thinking about, not the Bengals. Uh, I'm going to take the Patriots.
0: I, I got the Patriots as well.
1: Uh, bears at Rams. This is a bad Sunday night football matchup.
0: Uh, This is going to be like a nine to six Sunday night matchup. (laughs) I think so. (laughs) Well, unless maybe the defensive score. I I just, I don't trust either of these teams offensively right now.
1: Yeah. I don't trust Goff or Mitchell Trubisky, but I'm going to take the Rams to win here. I'm I'm going to take them 13 to seven.
0: I'm going to take the Rams too. I'll take them nine to six.
1: Monday Night Football: Kansas City at the L.A. Chargers.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna take the Chiefs. The Chargers, I I just I can't pick them to win anymore.
1: I I am tired of trying to pick the Chargers. It's funny because this will be their win. This the, would be this. Yeah, this random, I'll pick another them. random win. Yeah, that's exactly it. Well, and this, and for the Chiefs though, like they're falling faster. Even last week, I mean, they keep losing tough ball games. Yeah, you know, it's just for the Chiefs. they like you thought they were gonna be at home. Right now, this team may have to go on the road in the divisional round in the championship round if they advance that
0: far. Yeah, what was it, week four or five, where it just seemed like the Patriots and Chiefs were destined for another AFC championship, and now... Who knows? Yeah, who do you pick apart from the Patriots?
1: I mean, the Texans are playing well. I mean, it could be... I mean, I think the Patriots are going to end up with the one seed here, uh, but I see the Ravens getting the two seed, and then, you know, Kansas City, probably a four, Houston as a three, if we were to go right now.
0: Yeah, and... None of them you really. Well, I guess you have the uh, the fact that the Ravens did take down the Patriots. So hey, if they keep it up, they they could steal that number one seed from the Pats. I don't know who else the Pats are going to lose to. As I was about to say, I really don't know. Maybe who the else Eagles. Did, but uh, no, I don't think so. I don't think so.
1: My feature guest is Brandon Schultz from the Seahawkers and Field Goals podcast. Brandon, if they want to catch the latest episode of the podcast. How can they do it?
0: Yeah, for field goals, you can go to spnation.com slash NFL Podcasts, and Adam and I will be recording on Friday. Look for a new show on Saturday, SeahawkersPodcast.com.
1: Brandon, really appreciate the time. As always, my friend, looking forward to chatting with you next week.